You're listening to the Ambitious Mama Podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Rialba. Welcome, mamas. Krista here, and I have a question for you. Are you ready? What's your mom superpower? This is what our next guest asks. And we are going to dive into this episode. We are in season three. This is episode three. And Lisa Canning is here. She is an author, a speaker, a coach, a mom of seven. She helps overwhelmed moms be great moms while pursuing their dreams at the same time. Sound good? (laughs) And she believes that moms can have it all. But you just need to know the best ways, right? And some practical, actionable, real-life advice. And she's here to bring it, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So let's dive into this episode with Lisa Canning, The Possibility Mom. Okay, before we dive into this episode, I'm so excited to share with you guys one of my favorite mom-owned businesses, and it's called Fun in the Box. They offer quality seasonal subscription boxes for kids that my boys totally love, and they cannot wait until they get their next one. And they also have a product called the Birthday Box. Now, this makes birthday giving easy, so easy, and a total hit for ages newborn to 12. The website's funintheboxkids.com and you're going to love this product because it's going to save you time, save you a trip to the local store. There's no wrapping required. Every box is just full of surprise. The box is reusable. There's incredible savings as well. You get a lot more for less. And these the products that are in the box, like the moms will love them, like they're mom approved, but the kids will also have so much fun. And they offer shipping in both Canada and the U.S., So go check out funintheboxkids.com and support a mom-owned business. Welcome everyone. Um, I have Lisa Canning here who is the possibility mom and we were just having a little chat before we pressed record and I was like, we better press record (laughs) because there's already so many little golden pieces that are coming from it. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is so amazing and so serendipitous because we just also like remembered that we started out kind of in the same circles in the blogging industry, industry or the blogging world in Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here we are probably a decade or so later. It's amazing. Mom, taking over the world. Yes. So incredible. And you guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to Lisa. I have about a million questions for you. And uh, I have to say that I never have, I haven't planned a single episode yet because I really want to maintain that, you know, that real conversation and um, because, and just lean in and just really learn about you. I'm so interested for so many reasons, especially after just devouring a few of your um, IGTV videos. (laughs) Very good. Well, I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's let's do it, girl. Let's do it. Okay, so the possibility mom, you have a book, you have seven children, and you just moved from my area, Ontario, to my dream destination of Southwest Florida near Naples, which is also my favorite. So there's so many things that we really can dive into, but let's just start with if women are listening to this and they're feeling overwhelmed, because that is, you know, sometimes the name of the game, but that's something that you're looking to empower them with and on. Um, can we just talk about mornings for a second? Because I think you have some like kind of dead set rules of things that you do aim to do to set yourself up for success. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> let me just start by saying that it's been a long journey for me. So with seven children. I've been working the entire time I've been a mom. Um, And just so you have a bit of the backstory so you understand, I was a interior designer in Toronto. And for 10 years, I practiced basically uh, interior design up there. I had an HGTV show, which led me to working behind the scenes on a lot of different um, television shows that you would know, like the Property Brothers and a whole bunch of other ones. 
Um, and what happened as the exact same time as my interior design career, I had seven babies in 10 years, like literally like as, as exciting and demanding. And, you know, I was on the Marilyn Dennis show. I was a regular guest contributor on all these different television, you know, projects as that all grew. So did all the babies, all the things, all the laundry, all the diapers. And I remember they just could not coexist, or at least that's how I felt. I, I, I hit a massive breaking point about halfway through in my career and motherhood journey mm-hmm. um, where I really just felt like there is no way that this is possible, that there's no mm-hmm. way you can pursue your dreams and be a good mom at the same time. And I was like determined. I affectionately call it my minivan meltdown because it was mm-hmm. in my minivan surrounded by mess. I was bringing my seven day old daughter into a interior design construction site because I felt so pressured or I had placed so much pressure on myself Mm. to show that everyone like, Oh, look, you can have it all. And yet my health was crumbling. My marriage was crumbling. My relationship Mm. with my kids was 100% crumbling because I never saw them and they Mm. were so young. And I justified that with so many things. Oh, I'm providing for them by doing all this work. Like Mm -hmm. they're so young now I'll just put in the hours now and then I'll be able to pay them back, so to speak later. Mm -hmm. But I just knew in my minivan that day that if I continued along that path, that my life would not be sustainable. It already wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so I basically from that point onward, I became obsessed with the notion of time management and obsessed mm-hmm. with the notion of how can a woman pursue her dreams and be a great mom at the same time? How can a woman have healthy life practices like you know, morning routines like that we'll get into in just a moment, mm-hmm. have a great marriage, have a sense of like, you know, self care and mm-hmm. time with friends and all the things. How can that be possible in the midst of all the things a mom juggles? And so for me, one of the core um, components of, I guess, that pursuit of possibility, if you will, is um, a morning routine. And I write about it quite a bit in my book, The Possibility Mom. Um, it's, a, it's a section in the, in the chapter on habits. And because uh, what I find, and this is still, let me, let me just be very clear with y'all that this is still a big time struggle for me. The nighttime scroll, I call it the nighttime scroll where you're just like, oh, the house is finally quiet. Like the kids are asleep. Like, you know, maybe your spouse is like reading a book or watching sports or something. And Mm -hmm. then you just get to sit there and indulge in whatever you want. Well, the problem with me is I was indulging in just like vapid (laughs) content. So either constant Netflix Mm -hmm. or constant scrolling on three different social media apps while watching TV, whatever. Um, And then it would be like two in the morning and I would justify that time with, Oh, like this is so important that I get a little bit of like me time, but then I would wake up in the morning and be a complete just mm-hmm. like physical wreck, you know, like, you, yeah. you know, nobody can do that for very long. You can do mm-hmm. that for like a little period, mm-hmm. but if that is your life every single day for, mm-hmm. you know, a year, that's going to take its toll. And so I really believe that we need to transfer that me time to other areas that are not the middle of the night. And so for example, getting up early, I think getting up before your kids is one of the best habits a mom can develop because mm-hmm. Just try it. I just challenge you. And you might have all kinds of ideas in your head. Oh, there's no way I could do that. My baby doesn't sleep, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, your limiting belief, you don't know until you try. And I'm not necessarily everybody needs to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm saying, can you wake up even just 15 minutes before your kids so that you can alone go to the bathroom, (laughs) alone have a cup of coffee while it's hot? Like just 15 minutes is all I'm saying. Um, and all the things like put on some lipstick or like do mm-hmm. some light stretching, read a book you really like, do some prayer or meditation journal, whatever it is that you can fit in. I really think that getting up before your kids is an essential component of a healthy mom life. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the things that's a bit of a non-negotiable for me. doesn't matter if I'm eight months pregnant, doesn't mean, matter if I have a nursing baby, when possible, I, I try to get up before my kids and start my own day just for myself. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I actually, one of our first guests in the first season, um, or about maybe about six episodes in, she, this was like one of the game changing pieces for her. Mm-hmm. And, and she was applying the Robin Sharma's um, 5am club. Oh, cool. Um, and she's also a busy mom, super successful. And, uh, and she's like, that's, that's her self care. Right. Yeah. And, and I totally get that. And, you know, you know, staying up late and watching what's that show I'm obsessed with right now. What's it called? Uh, Big Little Lies. Oh, it's called with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Big Little Lies. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you watched that? No. Okay. I'm going to send you this one clip and you'll be like, okay, (laughs) I have to watch it. It's it's actually about moms of little ones like us and like the whole culture. But anyways, um, yeah. And it's like, I think you made a really important point. It's like, we absolutely can justify a lot of things because we deserve it because hell yeah, we deserve it, but we also deserve feeling good. Oh yes. And like, I think what happens when we don't take care of ourselves is that unfortunately our families Mm. suffer the consequences. And you know, I think, I think we can, um, I think we can generalize this, that we will, sometimes show up for our kids in a different way that are to our spouses. I don't know Mm. if anyone else feels the same way, but you know, and again, I'll speak from personal experience. It's easy for me to be like a bit more patient with my kids or be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, my kids spilled like the Cheerios on the ground again or whatever. Right. I can, I'll be frustrated, but I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. But if my spouse does something like that, I'm like, what are you doing? We've talked about this. Like, you know, when the (laughs) nagging comes out, like good gracious. So, and I think, again, it's natural. We're not superhuman. This is the thing. Like mm-hmm. we need sleep. We need healthy life choices in order mm-hmm. to be good people. But I think the biggest motivator, at least for me, is so that I can be a more patient and kind and loving spouse and mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my big motivator for being healthy with my boundaries. And we set the tone, right? If mom's not happy, the entire household can feel it. Yeah. And I think that exact sentence that you just stated is why I'm so passionate about the pursuit of possibility and motherhood. Mm-hmm. Because what was a real big challenge for me when I started working um, and started having children is I got advice from two very distinct camps. I got advice from moms who were like, just put your kid in daycare. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Like you can just mm-hmm. go back to work. Like absolutely no big deal. Just do it. Follow your dreams crush all the glass ceilings that exist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then I got the pep talk from all the moms who were like, these are the most precious times. Like you never get this back. This is your primary job to be their mm-hmm. mom and be there for them. So you shouldn't work. You shouldn't do anything outside the home. You shouldn't pursue anything that you like before motherhood. No big deal. And mm-hmm. I just remember being like, you're all telling me no big deal, but I definitely feel like this is a big deal. I honestly felt like trapped in the middle of like, and, and deeply desiring a different option. Mm -hmm. And the different option is what I argue in my book and what I argue in my, my coaching and my online courses and all that is that the interests you had when you were a mom, uh, sorry, before you became a mom, Mm -hmm. don't go away just because you became a mom. Mm -hmm. Like, just think about that. The, your, your interests in fashion and, lifestyle stuff like they don't just simply vanish no and they make us happy and they mm-hmm. are not like bad things mm-hmm. and what i witnessed today in modern motherhood is that there's this strange like very modern by the way i don't know this 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 is a very modern thing there's this strange modern ideology that if you spend any time away from your child, you are bad. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Go get yourself a manicure, go take a nap, um, go work outside of the Mm -hmm. home, go pursue a a hobby. All of a sudden you're like the worst person ever. Go into any Facebook group and you, you will see, you will see the fierce debate. I'm not even talking just like work and kids. It's just that there's this strange like notion where I see a lot of moms very reluctant to let anyone watch their children. 
-hmm. except for them or maybe their mother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I really just think that if we can change this conversation to what makes a mom happy makes a mom healthy, Mm -hmm. what makes a mom healthy makes her more equipped to do the job she's been entrusted to do. And I, I saw this quote somewhere and I wish I could quote who said it, but it was something to the effect of taking care of yourself is taking care of the most important person in your child's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that has that should have significant weight, that our dreams or our passions or what have you are not sort of flippant pursuits. Mm-hmm. They're things that you have inside of you that you've been given that you're meant to share with the world. And if you don't do it, you're actually depriving the world of a whole bunch of joy and a whole bunch of meaning. And again, I just caveat, I'm not saying this is like just working outside of the home in a traditional 40 hour career. Mm -hmm. This could be anything. This could be like a love of volunteering. This could be a love of beautiful things in your home. This could be a love of painting. This could be a love of things that you might think are flippant and meaningless, but could serve the world and you in great significant ways. Absolutely. No, it brings me to kind of thinking about like, you know, I have so much love and gratitude for all of the, the teachers in my, you know, my boy's life. And it's like, how, what can I do to support them, to make them feel happy, comfortable, you know, appreciated. And it's like what you just said, it's like taking care of you is taking care, taking care of the person who's, how do you say that again? Say that one more time. Yeah. So taking care of yourself is taking care of the person who is most important in your child's life. life. You guys, that is everything. That is everything right there. So if you are getting that massage, you're going to be a a happier mom, a healthier mom. And so, you know, you're giving your children a gift as well. Um, Can I just interrupt for one second? Because it's not just about the massage. Here's the thing, right? And I see this also, this was a big, I think it was Buzzfeed or motherly. It was one of those big mother Mm -hmm. blogging things where it was like a bubble bath won't fix this. I think some people use the manicure, the bubble bath or the massage. And they think that's all I need. I just need to like have a few moments to like, you know, get a massage. And I'm not saying obviously I I love me some massages over here. (laughs) Let me tell you. But for some people, that's not going to be enough because what's actually underneath it is this desperate cry for being understood or a desperate cry for not being so overwhelmed. And again, we seem to rejoice in the overwhelm. That is my observation of modern motherhood as well, that we just sort of rejoice in the overwhelm. We celebrate it. We throw our hands up in the air and we're just like, meh, this is motherhood. I call baloney on that business. Now, what am I trying to argue right now? Not that motherhood and overwhelm shouldn't coexist. Overwhelm is just a feeling and it's going to happen. It's inevitable. So I'm not trying to say that we should never experience overwhelm, that overwhelm is evil, nothing like that. However, you do not need to stay in overwhelm forever. And that is what I see is almost celebrated. It's kind of like, well, too bad. This is just motherhood. So let's just all be in it together. Yeah. Yes. But you can also strategize your life yes. so that it's not so hard. Yes. And like the like self-care, like I gave the, the example of massage because that's something we all enjoy. But even pursuing a, a business can be an act of self-care right? Because if it's filling your cup, if it's, this is again, the scene from the show where Nicole Kidman's like, I want more. And she used to be a lawyer and she gave it all up to, you know, raise her twin boys. And she's like honking on the horn. She's like, yes. And she's swearing. She's like, I want more of that feeling. And she basically just volunteered um, for this little mini law project and it filled her up so much. And the emotion of this scene is I think what lights both you and I up for how we serve moms because going out there and pursuing your passions and doing what you love and who cares like how successful it is if it's making you feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It's essential. It's an essential part mm-hmm. of motherhood. But what I think is difficult that doesn't get discussed today is how. Mm-hmm. So for example, when you are, um, let's just use the example of I want to write a blog. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
because that's something that I just happen. I'm sure you get asked that all the time because you come from such a big blogging back, background. Mm -hmm. I want to write a blog. But then you come home from maybe your day job or you finally put the kids to bed after, you know, raising them all day. And you have a moment of quiet and you're like, but I'm so tired right now. Like the, there's still a thing, the, 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 the sink is full of dishes. The laundry pile has not been touched. Like mm -hmm. I am just so spent. All I want to do at the end of the day is Netflix and wine in my bed, you know, or um, what if you want to start a blog, but everyone around you is like, you want to start a what? Like, who's going to want to hear from you? You're not an authority on this subject. Like there are just so many things that can go in our heads or, um, feedback from our spouse, our parents, anybody. And it could be very, very well-intended feedback. Mm -hmm. But that's what I think we don't talk about is how do you do this in the mess of parenthood? How do you um, pursue something that lights you up without neglecting all of the pieces of your life that you are in charge of? And that was what I was experiencing that I didn't have the words for in my minivan meltdown. Mm -hmm. I, I, what, I, what I was experiencing was this sense of like, there must be a way that we can be good stewards of our time. And that is what I think is the utmost skill that moms need to prioritize. Well, actually a couple skills. One skill is also identifying what your priorities even are. That's mm -hmm. probably the first place. We need to begin with like, what is important to me? Because I think half the battle is choosing how we spend our time. Um, and having a really clear sense of priorities is a really important way. And then what I teach in my signature program, Conquer Your Calendar, is that once you figure out your priorities, now all it is is assigning appointments, like literal calendar appointments to those priorities within the given time that we have in our waking hours. I love the expression and the, the meme that went around Instagram like not too long ago, like we all have the same hours in a day as Beyonce. Yeah. You know? But it's true. Like when you think about it, a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a homeschooling mom, a mom of seven like me, a mom of one, like we all have the same amount of time and it's how we use it that I believe is going to define the quality of our life. Absolutely. So let's talk more about like the, the things that moms can do, the actionable things that will free up their time. Mm -hmm. So back when you and I first connected in Toronto, right around that same time, that's when I took a turn in the road and how I ended up here talking to you again, um, was at a, an event called Well Spot. It was at the Diesel Playhouse. Do you remember that? I think it's a condo oh, building. Oh, cool. <laughs> and um, Laurel Langmeyer was one of the speakers and she's a mom and I think she was on the movie, um, The Secret. Okay. And um, and she, so I was what, 24, 25 at the time. Mm. And, uh, you know, didn't have the, the financial resources, didn't have this, you know, the overload of, you know, time with, you know, children. I was single, you know, living with my boyfriend at the time. And um, she was like, absolutely every single one of you in this audience needs to do, needs to start impl um, implementing the things that are going to free up your time. So things mm -hmm. that you don't love, that don't bring you joy, that don't bring you financial um, abundance and success and financial freedom, we need to start looking at what you can start outsourcing now. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't care what your financial situation is right now. She said, what don't you like to do that's taking time away from filling your cup, you know, making you more joyful and making you more financially successful. And um, that was, for me, it was house cleaning, you know, and I think a lot of yep. people can identify with that one. And I mean, I was, I was, it was a, an apartment at Young and Eglinton. It wasn't that big, but I, I didn't, that wasn't something that I was just really good at. Right. So it would always just cause a lot of overwhelm. Um, and I just, you know, brought in a cleaner once a month and that was a game changer. But that, that ritual stayed with me all the way to today when we, of course, we have a weekly house cleaner. And, you know, Mike and I are both home all day. My husband, you know, we could get it done, but it's not what brings us joy. And it also takes time away from activities that would make us more financially abundant. So there was that one that I implemented at 25 and also my weekly blow dry. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> 
because that takes forever, right? I speak the same language. Oh my word. But yeah, you, you got it right on. And I think, um, you can apply that principle to anything, right? So whether it's financial abundance or whether it is, you know, spiritual abundance, whether Mm -hmm. it is, um, just even like energy abundance. So, Mm -hmm. so let's unpack that real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How I like to think of it as a mom is, and this is what I've had to do every single time I go through a life change. So for example, I just did this exercise on myself okay. here in Southwest Florida because mm-hmm. we had very full-time childcare and then due to a whole bunch of legal reasons um, between Canada, US, yeah. immigration type yeah, stuff, yeah. we couldn't bring our nanny with us. Mm-hmm. And so we had to very quickly figure out how to do all the things, the laundry, the cleaning, the um, homeschooling. We're homeschooling right now while we're here in Florida. All those things and keep up the work and, you know, a sense of a social life and and date nights with my husband and all that. Mm -hmm. And so what I really like to do, it's so simple, is divide your everything. So your entire life, all your activities in your life into three categories. What are things that only you can do what are mm-hmm. things that anyone else can do? And what are things that really should be deleted? So what are things only you can do? What are things that anyone else can do? And what are things that should be deleted? And so let's unpack that real quick. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. things that only you can do, you really have to be ruthless. It's like, these are the things that truly only you have unique gifts and talents for. So for example, um, no one else can date your spouse. You know what I mean? Like no one else can flirt with your husband. No one else can be the um, best friend and um, helpmate and all those things, right? You, yes. can't, you cannot outsource that. Yes. And no one else similarly can be the mother to your child. Now, of course, mm-hmm. there are many aspects that can be, um, uh, you know, we delegated. For example, people who send their kids to school or hire tutors delegate the education when you mm-hmm. think about it of their, of their kids to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course you could delegate things like, you know, drop-offs and pickups or, um, sports instructions, blah, 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 blah. But there are certain things like just the nurturing and the teaching of morals and values mm-hmm. and what it means to be loved and secure that truly mm-hmm. only you can do. And this is not just like the school of Lisa Canning teaching us. This is years and years and years of evolution and studies that have shown how integral the role of a mom is to a mm-hmm. child in mm-hmm. their formation and all that jazz. Um, and then of course there are aspects of your work that really only you can do. And so this is what I have to be really strategic about because I can be a bit of a control freak. I can be a little bit of a, you know, it's just easier if I just do it because it'll get done, blah, blah, blah. But um, I have learned that there really are certain things that are unique to me. So for example, no one else can really create like a YouTube um, piece of content like I can because it's mm-hmm. my channel. It's my they voice. They want Lisa. Yeah. They want me. Exactly. It would be super weird if I was like, and today we have a special guest that's going to talk about all the things that I normally talk about, but it's not me. But editing, do I have to do it? I could not. I could offhand that. Um, all kinds of technical backend things easy for me to do, so to speak, but should I be doing them? Probably not because then it would allow me to show up for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so only things that you can do, you have to really soul search and be very like intentional about and really have a bit of an honest conversation with yourself. Things that anyone else can do, so many things domestic, to be honest, yeah. like think about it. I think we tell ourselves, oh, no one else is going to clean my house the way I clean my house. Or, oh, I hate the way that everyone else folds my laundry and puts it away. So you know what? I'd rather just do it. And let's just be honest here. This is about control, right? Sometimes we just want to be in control of these things. But Mm -hmm. is this really for your good? Yeah. And it's a choice. So if you're going to choose to be all controlling and all, you know, particular about how your the kids' lunches get made or how your house looks in terms of cleaning, well, you're choosing to put that priority above other priorities in life. And then finally, things that you can delete. So I, 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 I say this in so many pieces of content on both my Instagram and YouTube, is that sometimes... I think we do things because we're used to doing them a certain way Mm -hmm. or people expect us to do things a certain way. 
but maybe we shouldn't actually do them anymore. So for example, bake sales. If you ask me to bake 100 cupcakes for the school bake sale, I'm gonna tell you no. I'm gonna tell you here is $20 and I will happily go buy 100 cupcakes or whatever, or here is a donation for whatever it is that we're fundraising for. Yes. Here you go, because I do not have the time Mm -hmm. bake a hundred cupcakes. It is not a priority. I'm sorry. I actually, I'm very picky about that phrase. I do not have the time is actually something I'm very like cognizant of to not actually say. I, because to be honest, I'm choosing not mm -hmm. to have time for that. Right. So it's like, I'm sorry, I cannot make this a priority, but here's $20. Like, you know what I mean? So yes. I'm like, I think sometimes in our social um kind of you know settings we can also feel like oh I just I have to go to book club because if I don't go to book club then I'm not gonna like you know hang out with my friends or they're gonna like talk about me behind my back or whatever okay if you're going to a group where you're afraid people are talking about you behind your back how about you just don't go to that group anymore because clearly yes. these are not the kinds of friends you need to be having my yeah. point in sharing that example is that I think sometimes we do things under social obligation that really should just be deleted so that you can be freed up to do the things that are really important. Um, I love your example about the blow dry because to be honest, it's like, it's just like, it's that, that hits so many boxes. It's like that hits a self-care box, that hits a confidence box, that hits a time-saving box. Um, and of course, you can do all these things as your budget and your time allows. Like mm -hmm. I uh, often people, you know, my life in Toronto where we had a full-time nanny, people would be like, well, of course you can pursue anything because you have full-time childcare. Well, let me tell you, we didn't always have full-time childcare. We don't have full-time childcare now. Like yeah. you, it, 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 things can change as your circumstance changes. And if that is a goal you'd like to work up to, then set that as a goal and then work the steps backwards in order to make that goal a reality. Yeah, and act as if, right? Like, yeah, I definitely wasn't in the budget to have a, have a weekly house cleaner, you know, but having someone monthly or bi-monthly just to get things moving, like to act as if, right? And to, I remember back in the Toronto days when that cleaner would come for a few hours, I was like, okay, this is the golden ticket. Like you're, and I use those hours so wisely and usually ended up, um, you know, doing more in my business in those three hours than I typically would have done because it was like, I really, really cherished that time. And I really valued that gift mm. that I was giving myself. Yeah. 100%. I think scarcity of time can be such a gift to a mom because, you know, let's use blogging. For example, I remember before I had kids, I would work on a single blog post for eight hours, friend, eight hours. Cause I'd perfect the title. I perfect the picture. Oh, I don't like the formatting. Oh, I'm going to bold this. Eight hours. <laughs> then I had my first I remember child. that. And my first child that I was like, I can't spend eight hours on a blog post. I'm not going to get anything done in life. And so in time, again, of course, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. But in time, I shortened that to four hours. And then I shortened it to two hours. And then eventually, like, I can just pump out a blog post in, like, not even an hour now. And if I'm really crunchy, I'm like, I write the, sometimes I dictate the words. Yeah. And then I have somebody else put the words into the formatting and show me a picture and then, you know, text me what it looks like. And then I'm like, approve, go, send, go live, Right. The, it, it, this comes with time, but I think it can be, um, honestly, like scarcity of time can be such a secret to success. Yeah. And that's why moms make such great entrepreneurs, mm. right? Because we know how to get a lot of things done. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I was just talking about that. There's two conversations that happened yesterday, probably timely for this conversation. And one of them um was really talking about how it is quite radical to say no to things like social, you know, expectations and to say no to like that get together with your girlfriends or say no to the PAC meeting. And it's like, because we, there's some sort of like, we don't get a prize, but we kind of feel like that makes us a better person if we are showing up for everything. Mm -hmm. Now, how this podcast actually originated was a 3am wake up call where I was like, got it, got it, got it, got it, woke up out, dead out of sleep. And I was like, bing. And I literally ran to my phone and recorded it on my phone. And it's kind of messy and embarrassing, but I left it up there episode one. But I definitely compartmentalized myself as an entrepreneur and as a mom. 
Okay. Mm. So when I was around moms, like quote unquote, regular moms, meaning not in the entrepreneurial world, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like a weirdo. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I I didn't know how to, I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to talk about. I didn't know, like, I felt like the odd one out. So I went to a PAC meeting because I was like, I'm going to be that mom who goes to the PAC meetings and I have so many things to contribute and like taking all this ambition that I, I have as an entrepreneur and I show up at the PAC meeting and I'm like, oh, this is feel very friendly, very welcoming, very collaborative, but I push forward and I would bring, I'd prepare and I would prepare all these ideas and it was just kind of getting shut down left, right and center. So the last meeting and I'm not sure if any PAC moms from my school listen to this, but we'll find out. Um, the last meeting that was on the schedule, I told my husband, I was like, hey, I'm going to the PAC meeting. Well, he's actually had to like comfort me after I've gotten home because I felt so discouraged. So he goes, Krista, why are you going? He said, do you think you can affect change? I said, nope, I'm swimming upstream, right? For like the smallest things. And he said, are you adding value to their life by being there? I said, no. He said, does it make the kids happy when you leave to go to this meeting? I'm like, no. Are you happy and fulfilled? No. (laughs) He goes, am I happy when you go? No. So anyways, it was like, you know, just trying to truck on through and doing what was supposedly the right thing to do. You know, I don't know under whose standards, but then I was like, no, I, I, this is not for me and that's okay. Good for you. And I think that's under whose standards is what you just mm-hmm. articulated so clearly. So when I had my little minivan meltdown, one Love thing- that, by the way. <laughs> I realized that I was living by the standards of literally other people. Mm-hmm. And so I would look at successful interior designers around me, like my friends, literally. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, she's working like, 60 to 80 hours a week. So like, I should just be doing that. And I'd be looking at another friend and being like, well, she's wearing like really expensive shoes and driving a really expensive car. So that's like what I should strive for too. Or like, oh yeah, like she got in the cover of like Style at Home magazine. So I mean, that exact same thing should happen to me. And I just remember that I would literally, it was like copy and paste success. I was like, okay, she did that. I'm going to do it. And when I would do it, this, the feeling of happiness would mm-hmm. only be for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, what's the next thing I have to change? Next. And that is a very dangerous place to be in because mm-hmm. then you're basically never happy. Yeah. And that's no fun. And I don't believe that's how we're supposed to live. And so one of the things that I feel so strongly about is that moms measure success inwardly. So they decide, all right, for you, it's those shoes and that car. That's great. But for me, success is literally being able to pick up my kids at 3.30 every single day. And if I do that, if I give myself the checkbox of I was there, that is success for me. What about success is going on a date night with my spouse once a week alone with no children to just connect? Mm -hmm. Like, and what if that is success? I'm sorry, I'm going to go here. What if success is regular intimacy with my spouse? Yeah. Like regular intimacy. And literally I give myself a gold star. Yeah, gold star. Gold Gold star. star. You had sex with your husband, gold star. I I I want that chart in the bedroom. (laughs) Honestly, I think it would help a lot of people. And so my point is, is that that, Lisa. <laughs> this sex star chart. This is dangerous. Okay. Hello, mother of eight, oh, eight children over here. We're clearly we don't have yeah. a challenge. <laughs> anyway, but what this is this is like a significant thing to talk about. Like yeah. you need to have a standard of success that is yours and yours alone. And mm-hmm. that can be terrifying. Like you said, you didn't feel like you fit in with the quote unquote regular moms. Mm-hmm. You, you felt, you know, not included with the, with the parent advisory moms. Like it, it, who cares? Like yeah. find a standard of success that is based only on you and yeah. not on anyone else's standards. 
Um, and it can be very scary to kind of like walk a path that looks very different than other people. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, who else lives your life? You know, absolutely. Whoa. Like, you know, when I coach a lot of moms who are very sort of deeply concerned about what their own mothers think about them or mm. what their mother-in-laws think about them. And that this is natural. I mean, this is yeah. also deeply psychological, like, psychological, that's not a word. This is, this has deep psychological roots, right? Mm. What our parents think of us. Um, so it's a natural tendency, but at the same time, eventually we do have to say, this is who I am. And I'm the only one who's living this life. And if I live current constantly for other people, I'm just going to be exhausted and it's no fun to try to please them. And not only is it no fun, it's also not possible. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about it, it just truly is not possible to please other people all the time. There is always going to be someone mm -hmm. who is going to be unhappy with your life choices. But what's most important is that you and your immediate family, and I'm talking immediate, like your, your mm -hmm. spouse and your kids, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is the most important group that you want to please. Yeah. Amen, sister. I think that's the perfect segue to this recent bold, 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 courageous move that you just made, just mm -hmm. relocating the family based on what you and your husband truly desired. And I, it's actually giving me goosebumps right now because I do think it's really courageous to do something so outside the box and to step into the unknown for the, for the pursuit of your own personal happiness and what's best for your family. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, um, I'm, I'm turning to my book right now. Okay. So page 50, okay. Page 53 is a chapter on your ideal life. And I wrote this two and a half years ago. Like when you write a book, just FYI to anybody who wants to write a book, it's not like an overnight process. Like, so literally I read the first, um, or I wrote the first, you know, draft of my book, The Possibility Mom, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me, like, when I, so this is page 60, okay? Page 60 in the book. Mm -hmm. Our primary residence is in a small town in Southwest Florida, across from a lake and with a view of the church in the center of town. Wow. And this came true. Like I, 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 I'm probably just talking about it because like two and a half years ago, I didn't think this was possible. I thought this was just a dream. Mm. But what happens when we, you know, and thank you for that kind compliment about create courage. When we take a dream, number one, and allow ourselves to dream it. Mm -hmm. And then number two, take the actions to make that dream possible. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think it's so important. Like while I love all this stuff, like the secret and mindset conversations and what have you, mm -hmm. it's not enough to just declare something and want it to be true. You have to then, with boldness, mm -hmm. take the steps. It does not matter how small these steps are, mm -hmm. but with boldness, you must take the steps that will get you in the direction of your most ideal life. Mm -hmm. My journey to my house with a view of the lake and the church in the center of town, like I'm literally looking at it right now, this wow. is a messy messy endeavor. We had all kinds of things go wrong. We had currently we're navigating through some things that were very unexpected. Mm. Um, and it's tough. Like I'm, I'm really like, I'm starting to be even more transparent about it. I, I, um, I, I it's been, it's been tough. It's been mm. really tough, but I think the tough is worth it. Yeah. The tough is worth it. And I think it's easy to allow the tough to define us. But when you look back on your life and you see the past experience you've had in getting over other periods of tough, yeah. that can really help to motivate and inform um, the actions you need to take to move through the tough. Anyway, so yeah, it's, it's yes. just, thank you for that kind compliment. Um, but a, a, a life that you love is honestly within any mom's reach. 
It's mm. not, it's not whether you have money, whether you do not, whether you have childcare or you do not, whether you think you live in a place where there's, you know, access to whatever, like, like jobs or whatever. Like we live in a time, honestly, where so many things are possible. Absolutely. And I believe we live in a time where so much is possible within motherhood. Absolutely. We literally are like, it's the best time ever. Like the whole idea of the possibility mom, women out there who are listening to this, please embrace that idea because if we're looking around at everyone else, the status quo, if we're probably, if we took an inventory, people are, are in debt, people are probably generally um, maybe unhappy, maybe spent all these things. So don't look at what everyone else is doing. Like look within, as you're saying, and say, hey, I really want to live in Florida in, in this community and have, you know, and it's like, it sounds so radical and so dreamy, but you can do that. Like as moms, we've already done the hardest things ever, right? We're raising little tiny humans. We've given birth to them. We've already overcome so many things. And I speak to this, like, I speak this to like into the hearts of everyone that I'm mentoring. I'm like, you've already done things way harder than build a business. You have immigrated here. You have overcome cancer. You have, you know, you still, you healed through that divorce. You, you know, you did all those things, right? So pursuing your dream life, yes, it will be uncomfortable and we're going to run into roadblocks, but at the end of the day, it, it's, do you think it was worth it making the move? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy here. My kids are so happy here. And everything, I love Marie Forleo's expression. Everything is figure outable. You might not feel it at the time, but truly, truly, everything is figureoutable. It is. Well, I have to tell you, um, Mike and I, my husband, we were in Naples um, March last year, and we're walking around with our um, business colleagues who live there. And we're like, this is so dreamy. And we're hanging out with their family and everyone just, it's just such a beautiful lifestyle. And we're like, could we do that? Hmm. And we were thinking about it, but we're going to go back with our children. So you never know. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll be neighbors. Yeah. And neighbors. <laughs> be my neighbor, honestly. Honestly. Oh, incredible. Well, I want to respect your time and uh, you have kiddos just in the other room, being homeschooled, doing all the things. So right now it is uh, December. And if everyone's listening to this, they're, they're probably at the back of their minds. They're thinking, okay, 2020 is around the corner. Um, I'm hosting a vision book workshop. What is your strategy for getting ready to set the intention for the coming year? Allow yourself to dream. I think that that is the, 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 one of the skills that I think we, it's easy for us to encourage our children to do. Yeah. But then when it comes to ourselves, we're like, oh no, I could never do that. Yeah. And so to give yourself the permission to just dream big and think like, what is possible? Yeah. And then just do the most attainable um next step that will get you in that direction you know absolutely dream big and take that next bold step even the smallest steps are bold right even the smallest steps are bold and sometimes that's really the half the battle is just starting like starting mm -hmm. literally just starting Oh, I'm so excited to get this year going. And I'm so grateful that you were able to carve out some time for me. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch. And I am yeah. going to go order myself a copy of your book. Oh, spread the word good. because I have to dive into page 60. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. And if anybody's curious where you can get the book, The Possibility Mom, How to Be a Great Mom and Pursue Your Dreams at the Same Time. You can get it right on my website, lisacanning.ca. And then of course, anywhere you like to buy books. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indigo, Chapters, literally anywhere you'd love to buy books. Amazing. Um, and then come hang out with me on Instagram. If, if this was like fun and you want a little dose of possibility, Instagram yes. is my name at Lisa Canning. Absolutely. And everything will be in the show notes too.
Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you, friend. Um, what, what, before we both sign off, how can I support you? All right. So that is a wrap. Are you guys feeling more empowered? Like there's more possibilities in your life? You know, nothing's changed, but maybe your perspective has changed a little bit. Um, I'm just on her website right now, lisacanning.ca, and I want to read this testimonial um, from a woman named Marie. Lisa helped me strategize how to fit a regular date night into my schedule, which has changed my marriage. She has shown me that when you know who you are meant to be and what your priorities are, balance is possible. I love that. And it's quite timely, actually, because today is Tuesday, which means to state, um, Mike and I go to, um, we go out for breakfast every Tuesday and we have our house cleaned at the same time and we get to go shopping and just like, you know, just enjoy each other and, you know, try our best not to, you know, talk about all the adult life things, but just more so enjoy each other. And it's a little bit unconventional to go for a date during the day, but we found that 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 really works really well for us. And also we don't have to worry about babysitters and things like that. So I love that, but you have to find what works for you, right? And make it a priority. So thank you guys so, so much for being here, for tuning in and for being on this awesome journey. We are nearly at 2000 downloads of this podcast. And if you haven't already tuned into the first episodes, you know that It was just kind of crazy how this all happened, but I'm so grateful to be here on this journey with you guys and let's get ready for 2020. There are still some incredible episodes that will be released here in December and um, oh my gosh, the new year is going to bring even more. So thank you for being here and we'll talk soon and actually go head over to Facebook to the after party to our Facebook group where we can continue the conversation. Bye ladies. Hi, I'm Krista Rialba. I'm an entrepreneur, an international speaker, the host of the Ambitious Mama podcast, and I have built a wellness empire in the direct sales industry. As a mother of two awesome boys, I feel deeply connected to mentoring mothers in both business and in life. What has driven me for over a decade is empowering women with the feeling of, I've got this. I support women to create a life aligned with what matters most. I adore my community and together we bring meaning to the hashtag women supporting women. I believe that no matter what stage of life you're in, we crave community and fulfillment. That feeling of yes, this feels really good. I was born to do this. When your passion impacts others, your purpose is born. And when you have women cheering you on to go for it, well, this is the sweet stuff right here. I'm here to grow with you. Let's create magic together.